All right. And we are back. This is Coach McVicker with Coach Mike Wynn. And we are back with the Blackman Group, which is Twin Falls, Galveston, Aberdeen, and Clemson. And Twin Falls, Elijah Blackman is the namesake of this group. Now, I will take note that Elijah Blackman was the backup bench uh, center. But uh, that's okay, just because that means that Twin Falls, the rest of their team, is amazing and they're and they're returning them at all. So let's talk about Twin Falls. They are graduating the 240-243 class, which makes sense and why Blackman was the backup center, and brought in the 83-110. So an absolute improvement. Maybe not like the best class, like their sophomore class that they've got, but it is most definitely better than what they had. So they're bringing in, um, I mean, like I said, they're graduating no starters. They, they graduated two NA guys and then Elijah Blackman. So, and then bring in Jim Corley, who was a 20.63% true shot 6'9 player. Two other 6'9 players who had, uh, really, I'm only going to be looking at, okay, so Joel Brown, 6.3 assists to one turnover, two blocks uh, from the center, and then Roman uh, Warren had 14 points, solid shot, true, uh, 58% true shot. Um, but that's about really all he did. So what are you seeing here, coach? Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing, uh, that twin falls had a freshman last year that won freshman of the year in conference 22 and player of the year. Uh, and they also had another first team, all conference 22 performer in, uh, Karen Kamen. So, I mean, this team's freshman class from last year, now the sophomores, I mean, they, they swept up, they swept up the competition. They went 19 and five overall. Uh, it, that class is mighty. It is. And I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit confused because I, okay. So it's, it's obvious to me now that game score is not the only thing that determines the awards. Uh, I knew that, uh, shout out Joseph, Joseph Amburn, one player of the year that was on Fremont had definitely did not have the highest game score. He was towards the top, but wasn't the highest, but, uh, cause Karen Kamen had higher game score than his, you know, teammate, Nathan Christ, who actually won those awards. Both are amazing players. That's all I really want to say. Okay. So bring back everybody that all that really matters is you're bringing back that freshman class as now sophomores of Karen Kamen, Nathan Grist, and you are bringing two, you have three, six, nine guys that you've brought in Roman yeah. Warren. I'm really just saying it's going to be your backup center. You need a backup center. Roman Warren's your guy. Okay. The other two guys, you throw Jim Corley at like, you know, uh, power forward, put Joel Brown at small forward, bump Nathan Gris to, to shooting guard. And this team is insane. Like you have came Monin Smith as your point guard, who uh, I don't care if he shoots, if you, you just don't have him shoot 8.5 assists has a lot of turnovers, but 8.5 assists to 1.9 steals. And you have the supporting cast of everybody else. I am mad about it. Yeah. I, it's funny. I mean, they do have a guy 8.5 assists. It makes up for it. Cause Jordan Cobb, I'm not sure actually even has hands. I think he just has little dubs <laughs> that he's just really skilled uh, using. Uh, he can, he can play <laughs> basketball with them. 
Um, but uh, I mean, this team defends super well. They didn't, they, they outscored their opponents by over 14 points a game yeah. and it's not and, and, and their opponents shot just as many field goals per game as they did. So they're just, they're just contesting shots really well. Um, and, and it's just, it, it's amazing to me. I didn't know um, that one player could have, uh, could average 23 field goals attempted a game, but Nathan Grist said, <laughs> I got that. Don't worry. So Nathan Grist is a beast for sure. Um, it's yeah. funny because they, they put up last season, nine, three pointers a game. Mm. But seven of them were from Nathan Gretz, <laughs> the only guy shooting three pointers. It's it's crazy. They have a, such a really solid team. I just noticed I was looking at what what they finished the NTT. They finished seventeenth, and so I was like, wait a second. I finished the Inglewood Igloo Makers finished eighteenth. They beat us in the last game, and now I'm bitter. And so I actually think this team is trash. They're going to lose all their games. No, uh, <laughs> obviously this is a really really talented team. Uh, came in, Karen came in, went off on us with 14 rebounds, 26 points against, okay. I can say this. Jacob Sumi was a six, nine, excellent defense, excellent athleticism guy. Karen came in, went up against one of the most elite defenders and I've ever had. He is by far, he leads my rebounding for my team all time. He leads, uh, blocks all time. I think he's on the top 10 for steals and he put up 26 points. Wow. He, so just, like, he just didn't care. That's the he thing. Does, he does. Care. Karen, Karen, son of Chris Kamen just did not care that, uh, that, 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 that he had one of the most elite uh, defensive bigs on him. I see this team. I mean, they are so tall and they mm-hmm. brought in three, six, nine players. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, when I look at Twin Falls, I mean, the, the formula on paper to beat this team is simple. I mean, they don't spread the floor, match their physicality inside the arc, yeah. uh, and, and, and you have an opportunity. The issue is few teams in this league have that size. Nobody yeah. has this size. It's it's crazy. So I obviously, for for me, okay, get them into foul trouble, right? Get them yeah. into foul trouble, bring in their backups. That's the, the old... DTL code. If you ain't got a backups, you're tough luck, you know, but all 14, less than 15 times a game last season. It's as impressive. All right. So twin falls is really solid. Uh, they're obviously being led by that new now sophomore class. Um, but they have some really solid role players coming in, even if they're not ranked highly, I love them all. So let's go ahead and look at Galveston Cowboys. Uh, coach on my time graduated the 4736 class and brought in the 126 164. Okay, so lost some talent, still has some talent. Um, they graduated only one starter in Damon Johnson, who was a really honestly a really solid facilitator. You know, he wasn't scoring, but he had 7.3 assists, 1.6 steals, only two turnovers. He wasn't terribly inefficient with his 9.3 points he had wish he could shoot the free throw better but uh you know let's look at who they're bringing in i mean they brought in some point guards they brought in alex johnson six foot 7.7 assists 2.4 turnovers nothing on defense but he had more scoring so you have a couple of options there and then you return the rest of your starters so what do you think here coach uh, I, th- I mean, I don't know if coach on my time's name is 
like a like an homage to the to the uh, Oscar nominated movie Whiplash. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> Coach on my time lives up to the name. They were one of the fastest teams in the nation last year. Ninety one points a game on seventy field goals per game. They don't miss a beat on offense. The issue is Galveston is a coastal city in Texas. They have no Coast Guard. They allowed their opponents to shoot 49% from the field. They just said, screw it. We'll outscore them all. <laughs> Alexander Johnson said, I'll do it myself. True shooting percentage of 61% last season. Highly, highly efficient, can torch opponents. And if you don't believe me, ask Amarillo, who watched them put up, who watched Johnson put up 42 points on 24 shots last season. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, a really solid team when you're, whenever you're bringing in. Okay. So they, they didn't, they were second seed. I was about to say they won their conference 24. They didn't, they second seed, second finish for conference 24. It's still in the NTT because of power rankings. Didn't perform super well there, but I mean, you had two freshmen, you had two freshmen that were really big role players in this, in this team. Uh, obviously Alexander Johnson. So give them a little bit more time to mature. Now, Timothy Smith and Cedric are seniors. Uh, yeah. I mean, these guys are coming right back for you. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely not playing defense, but Hey, let's yeah. go out and shoot some balls. And yeah. And, and on that note, I mean, like we talked about losing Damon Johnson, senior point guard from mm-hmm. last season, right? 7.3 assists per game. I'm looking at Evan McGowan to come in and like plug and play immediately Mm. 5.2 assists in high school. I know it's high school, but I mean, when you, he provides more offense and Mm. not, not that Galveston needed more offense, but (laughs) if they're, if they're not going to, if they're not going to buy into stopping anybody, you might as well just put more points up on the board. I also like how they have Alexander Johnson and now they have Alex Johnson. And yes. if you're not starting both of them, like that's just a missed opportunity. Well, and they had Damon Johnson last year too. So Galveston actually, this is really interesting. This is probably the best stat. They lead the league in Johnson's. <laughs> All right. Um, I think they're a solid team. They'll be back. They're going to shoot the lights out of any team. So um, let's keep a, keep an eye on them. Uh, please, please play both Alex Johnson's. I, it's, I, I need that in my life. Okay. So let's go ahead and look at Aberdeen tribe. Coach Naff graduating the 86-93 class brought in the 147-108. Um, left with essentially a bunch of class rankings in the hundreds uh, and their one junior, uh, Peter Adams. That's their main main person. So they graduated Isaiah, which <laughs> Isaiah Redding and Edgar Bass. Uh, so two starters didn't they, I mean, Bass brought in some offense, definitely had some passing and some points. Redding didn't really do much for you. Bringing in, I mean, Lucas Laster, really solid. Some 13 yeah. points, uh, really efficient shooting, really solid passing and defense. I love the guy. I want to say I'm a, I'm a big fan of that guy. John Jones, more points, less efficiency, no passing, no defense, but taller. So some flexibility there. You can put him in at small forward, maybe throw Lucas up there with Simmons. It'd be a small shooting guard, but I, I can't not really start Lucas with those stats and uh, this team. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, Aberdeen finished 11 and 13 last year and 
uh, Coach Knapp is looking to stop the downward trend. The last two mm-hmm. seasons, they've seen their ranking drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're going to lean heavily. I mean, we, you mentioned Peter Adams. Uh, he averaged 19 and 11 points and rebounds last game. Mm-hmm. Took home the conference 21 player of the year. And, uh, oh, by the way, was third team all league. So <laughs> he, he, wasn't, he wasn't slouching out there. Um, but he's going to need a lot of help from these incoming freshmen. These he does. Uh, yeah. Lucas Lassiter, Joshua Hightower, both very, very prolific, uh, playmakers, mm-hmm. uh, at the prep level. So I, I, I love, you mentioned Lassiter. I mean, his 60, there's uh, 61% nearly true shooting percentage in high school. You know, you mentioned, uh, I think you said that his, uh, incoming class rankings were, um, the uh, the low 100s i think like 108 yep. and, and somewhere 108, there, 147 yep honestly seems low it uh, does because you're I, i'm just kind of looking at these stat line these slash lines for these freshmen and they're it's a solid bunch like it is i feel like it fills gaps it fills needs it is i mean you're graduating your shooting guard small forward and uh, andrew simmons wasn't that great right so s- put andrew on the bench Throw in Hightower or Lassiter, uh, really give John Jones a give John Jones a look. I mean, 19 points is anything I'm scoffing at. Uh, so give him a chance at small forward, see how he does. If not, you have some some other height down there on the bench to maybe work around. But I mean, they to me, it's it's an 11 13 class or team from last year that honestly, I, I don't think they got. Worse. I think they got better, even though the class ranking is worse. They did got better. They threw 16.3 assists per game last year. I mean, that was the problem. They could not open up passing lanes. And what did they do? They went out and got two very, very good playmakers. I think this team offensively is gonna it's gonna be dangerous. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We'll have to see how it shakes out, how NAF decides to structure his uh, rotation schedule. Um I mean, it looks like, you know, he had uh, Giancarlo Davis playing 15 and a half minutes off mm. the bench last season. Yeah. So obviously uh, that was a, that was a burden for the team last year it was uncertainty at the point guard position, mm-hmm. unsure how they were going to line up there. And he went out and he solved it. So that's yeah. a good coach right there. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, honestly, just let Peter Adams go, just unleash the beast. Yeah. So Let's go ahead and take a look at the last team of the Blackman group. Last team is Clemson Wookiees. Clemson is graduating the 95-133 class and brought in the 99-43 class. Definitely an, uh, an improvement there. I love seeing the, the disparity between those two rankings. So let's take a look at it. And who are we seeing? Benjamin Leonard looks to be that, that special guy for this class. Averaging a double double 10 rebounds, 12.7 points on you know, decent shooting, 52% true shot. Uh, shot weight, uh, he was shooting some some three pointers, pulled that boy in, let him dunk the ball a little bit more. Uh, and then had 2.3 blocks, so he's a really solid player. They graduated their senior Daniel Woods and Mason Presley. So Daniel Woods was their 6'9 center, Mason Presley was their 6'2 assisting machine point guard 9.2 assists that that hurts what are you seeing here coach well 
I think that the big story here is the loss of Daniel Woods. And just to mm-hmm. underscore how big of a loss that is, not only is he a big man, but he uh, put up big numbers. He finished his career top five in points and rebounds in Clemson's history. Wow. So this guy was a double, double machine. Uh, <laughs> he was uh first team all conference uh, in, in C 10, I think last year. Yep. Uh, so uh I mean, that's, that's difficult to replace. You mentioned Benjamin Leonard coming in. He will not replace the scoring Hmm. like, um, but that's okay. I mean, 10 rebounds a game. Uh, He can, he can throw the rock out. uh, If he gets double teamed down there, Uh, a steal, a game, 2.3 blocks. I mean, the guy also does it without fouling 2.3 fouls per game on 30 minutes. So it's nice. It's nice. Uh, he he defends well without scoring or without fouling, I should say. Well, with, also without scoring, I might add. <laughs> yeah, without <laughs> either, uh, which is which is kind of uh, the opposite of what Daniel Woods. Daniel Woods was averaging three point yeah. three fouls um, this last season. I honestly, I'm scared from the trying to replace Mason Presley. Uh, hmm. That's a lot of assists without many turnovers. Um, he had some solid shooting as well. Daniel Darren Petro that he brings in is not that guy. I'm no. not trying to start him. Backup uh, point guard, sure. I, I'm I'm not too mad about that. So looking at the rest of his guys, I, I just wonder who can slot in for that position. Maybe it's going to be one of their other starters that just has to move up for that spot uh, and play a little bit out of position, right? Like play a six six point guard, definitely doable. Or maybe that's six four. I mean, I'm playing a six five point guard and he's he's having a great time. So um the we're gonna look thing, at oh yeah. go ahead. No, no, go for it. I, I think the one thing I do love about Clemson is they look like a team that can close out in, at the end of a game, 74% from the line. And they have they, I mean, there's a guy on the team that you just get the ball to his hands at the end of the game, he's gonna make free throws. <laughs> 94% for Trent Sharp from the charity stripe. He doesn't get there often, but when he does, he does not miss. That is crazy. I'm not sure I've seen like minimum of two free throws a game that high of a percentage. That's kind of crazy. So, yeah. So, we're looking. Trent Sharp needs to step up, play some. He was obviously the star star of that class. So, um, needs to step up, play some some higher-tier basketball now that they've lost a large, large majority of their points. So, Let's see if Johnston and Sharp can um, team up with Leonard to do that. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because they did bring in such a better recruited, like their magazine ratings are so much better. And yet the role model, the role players that they lost uh, are really like that's going to that's going to be painful. So, um, OK, so that's the Blackman group we have. Twin Falls, Galveston, Aberdeen, Clemson. Coach, who are you seeing win and go to the playoffs? Yeah, so I got Aberdeen, unfortunately, finishing in last in this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson finishing third. Galveston second, uh, only because they just cannot defend uh, Nathan Grist, who is going to take Twin Falls and win this group and win group MVP. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think Twin Falls... Yeah, it's just Karen came in. They took it to my team last year and who, yeah, we were ranked second overall. I mean, we only did 18th 
in the NTT, but I mean, that's, I'll take it. Um, so they, they, they beat us not like by one point, they beat us by a decent margin. So, um, I take twin falls to win this. I'm not sure I put Aberdeen on the bottom. I, I think that in terms of while talent, they don't have as much talent as Clemson. I think that just positional, Mm -hmm. they have the right players. And so I take Aberdeen over Clemson. Um, yeah, they're yeah, they're not being Galveston, but um, I think I I'd take Twin Falls, Galveston, Aberdeen, and Clemson for this group. Um, any other players? We're obviously looking at Grist, at Karen Kamen. Who other players are we looking at in this team or in this group? Um, I mean, uh, at Peter Adams, uh, he mm-hmm. he's he's somebody that um, he's the one player in this group that uh, if the uh, if the group MVP doesn't come from the winner, it's because Peter Adams won the group MVP. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then let's just shout out again, Galveston on my time, please. I need Alex, Alex Johnson, Johnson in my life right now. Okay. So please play that. I just want to see. Imagine that. the radio announcers trying to, trying to. <laughs> trying to do that one. Absolutely. We, we'd have to come up with nicknames. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later. All right.